Imagine California and the gold rush that is generated by AI. Welcome to the Infinite Creative Podcast. My name is Fitz and I got my amigo over here. And I'm Sean. Welcome everybody to another podcast of AI crazy misfortunes and the world of design. Thank you one and all. Okay. Yeah, I'm doing great and our viewership just dropped by everything. But yeah, major news came out yesterday and I think it's worth mentioning because we all know, we, I think we talked like 30 episodes as, uh, episodes to go about like AI doing video and it's not that great and um, I don't know if you saw that meme with like Will Smith eating spaghetti and you know it was absolutely not good and there were some really funny AI ads out and yeah yesterday Sam Altman and AI released Sona and it's not really released to the public but they released like the footage that they have from the program and how great it is. And it's like, okay, I'm out of a job. So this command was actually really cool. They are like typed in the prompt about like, hey, imagine California in the gold rush. And now you get a cool drone flight over California. And yeah, obviously this is like crazy because like the, the Riverside preview is not looking that great. But if you pull that up on your computer, it will look amazing. And it's like, what? That is generated by AI with a simple command. And yeah, that's where we are. So why would you pay like a videographer or a drone pilot to capture like a cool house on the cliff when you just type in like a prompt and you get that for a free or a cheap subscription? And yeah, that's where we're heading to. Sean, what are your thoughts on that? <laughs> Mr. Well, yeah. I love AI. <laughs> I'm Mr. I love AI. Wow. Um, you know, I think that this is going to happen in every industry. I think we knew this was coming. I think you had talked about this um, almost a year ago about how this is obviously the next step. You know, I, we've also seen AI create websites not well, but I'm waiting for that to start to happen too, where it's actually pretty sophisticated websites built with AI. Uh, so this was obviously going to be the next step. I think just like most things with AI, I think it's just the results are surprising, right? That it's this good. You, you can't see very many flaws in it. It's pretty incredible. So yeah. so yeah, so where are we? Like, what is the next step? I don't know. I mean, it comes down to yet again, who has the better creative vision, who can put in the right words, who understands the audiences better. Now, you know, right there, we saw clips of things. So maybe, you know, is it about being a better composer in the sense of like coming up with composites and what actually is a video and what is the rhythm of a video and the story being told, you know, AI maybe isn't doing quite that yet, but yeah. like, you know, yet again, yeah, 10 years from now, is it then doing that part as well? I don't. Yeah, it's it, it will. That's not a question. The question is just like how soon it's coming because like it, it's crazy. I want to know your honest opinion about that. Was that shocking? Would you imagine if you would scroll Facebook, Instagram, or whatever um, that some of those video clips could be AI generated if they're moving like that? Yeah, I mean, it, I wouldn't have guessed that. I think, um, I think you know, you've seen recent things like um, we've seen the posts about the Eiffel Tower on fire and stuff, and some of those have been in motion. And I think that was surprising and how real that that could look. And that was just done with AI. And so, I, I, I yeah, I, it is shocking for sure. It is definitely shocking, but it's it sucks because we live in a world of shock now. So it's like it's yeah. it's like eh, yeah, it's another thing, obviously, that it can do better. So yeah, so it's weird. It's it's we can train AI on anything, and it's gonna just knock it out of the park. It seems like so. Yeah. Hmm. So I I had a thought when I saw like those videos, and I was like. It, it generates videos better than I dream. Like the quality, you know, and the detail and the generations are better than what 
I personally, you know, remember all of my dreams because my dreams, they are like, you know, I don't know how you dream, but in the end, it's like there's a certain amount of detail, you know, in your dreams and you're going through a story and there's usually one focal point and the rest doesn't really make sense. This is already better than um, my dreams, you know, like the stuff in the background makes sense, if that makes sense. Yeah, I mean, that's a very interesting way, I guess, of putting that. Um, so this thing is better than your dreams. I mean, like better than my brain and imagining things more logically. Well, you know what that's interesting is um, so back in the Renaissance era, you know, they, they had hyper realism. And so the idea yeah. of hyper realism is it's more real than real life. And so mm. what you're essentially describing is hyper realism. So really, I guess the question is, we have the Vision Pro, we have things like that. And we'll get to that later in a second is is when things get so high resolution, are we back in the hyper-realism era where we're like, things mm. are more real than reality? I mean, that's it's just an interesting thing to think about. Yeah, no, I, I liked it. I liked it. It's an interesting concept. I was just like baffled, you know, because this is just like the first gen, you know, and the next three generations will drop in the next six months, you know, the how it's evolving and how fast AI is evolving. They're dropping every three, six months, so like a new updated version. And then it's always like, oh, just four times better, you know, and it's like, oof. <laughs> yeah, I know. It really, it really does make me miss even just 10 to 20 years ago already. And makes me really sad that I didn't, you know, get more profit and I didn't go bigger. <laughs> True. I actually did. Because it's like, dang, like it felt competitive then. It feels crazy competitive now. Yeah. Um, the thing that's making my business go well, and I think for you is just the human aspect and being a partner and, and, and using all these tool sets. But I can't lie that it's like it feels like the workload is shrinking and shrinking and shrinking for us. Yeah, but feels more and more in a way, you know, because I, I don't know, like at least in videography, everybody has now a freaking opinion about everything, you know, it's like, it's not even that they can do what they want. So, but they, they want what they can imagine in a way, you know, like we all have like a clear vision, we have clear opinions and some of them are like well-founded, but also there's reasons why you shouldn't do certain design decisions, you know, and a beginner does not know that, but he wants it. And, you know, he thinks he's the expert because he saw so many things. And this is a weird time. That's a great, that's yeah, a great topic. I, I love that you brought that up. I mean, um, a lot of people are just starting to understand the visual verbiage of the world. Social media has made it a lot easier to, to also get access to things like in my world, a visual like brand identity design, for example, people yeah. now when I design logos, they have examples of logos they like, they they kind of know logos and what, what they like and hate about logos. They, they think they understand brand design. It's really they just know enough to be dangerous. And those sometimes are like the worst clients, the ones that know enough to be dangerous because they 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 do have taste like we've talked about taste in the past episodes of like they've developed this taste however they haven't gone to the next level which is it's not about your tastes it's about your audience's tastes and it's about the quality of the work itself and the originality of the work itself and so you are in the scary place too where now people believe that they have the taste just as good as a, a logo designer if not maybe just marginally less and yeah. At the same time, have access to AI, which will develop a mark for them that is pretty solid. You know, it's maybe not as good as like a designer yet again, but it gets you 80 to 90 percent the way there. And so that's mm. going to start happening, that interaction. And that's, oh, that's already happening, that's I feel scary. like. Well, it, and it's not happening. And the sad part is, is it hasn't even blown up yet. I think this isn't, yeah. this, this isn't even the majority of people. I still think the majority of people are just now starting to use ChatG. Like we're talking about like, 
like just everyday people. Delectops. Yes, exactly. And so, you know, I I think we're not even in it yet. I think like give yeah. it 10 years, give it all the young kids growing up are going to use this. So, you know, young people I've already found are some of the hardest clients to have because A, you know, and we're young people that we don't have money, um, that we're very self-educated. And that we, you know, we, we've grown up in technology, so we're very comfortable to going to technology when we're in doubt. So it makes us really crappy clients. It really does. Yeah. If someone has to sell us on something, we're like, well, I'm going to do a Google search. I'm going to price gouge this shit to the very end of the existence. And yeah. it makes us really hard to be clients. And so, like, so a lot of my clients, frankly, have been at minimum our age. I've never done anyone younger. And, and, but most of my people are like older people because they, they understand that they don't have the time. They understand that they don't have the time to learn something and they don't want to learn something, frankly. And, you know, so I think things with AI, it opens up the door of like, well, why don't you just do it yourself? Well, why don't you just do it yourself? And it's, yeah. it's, what's weird about it is I feel like we're going to become more and more secluded, even in the development of companies. Companies used to be such a community thing of like, oh. I'm trickling down. And I just have it's... like such a weird metaphor in my head. Sorry for saying and interrupting. You know, we all hear probably about that fury, about that ever expanding universe. You know, everything gets farther and farther apart. And I feel like the more we develop and the more technology we get even we are getting more farther and farther apart you being like in that outer room you know by yourself doing your thing by yourself now we will put on vr classes being by ourselves, being more disconnected from everybody else and we will be living in our own small universe by ourselves and we will distance ourselves more from ourselves in a way you know so it's like we're less connected with ourselves this is now yeah. a weird thought that I just had, but I'm just like, yeah. it really feels like the more you develop, the, the more disconnected you become, but the better the technology. Well, yeah, we're losing trust, I think. I, I keep running into that with people where I have to, I, I have to kind of remind people, especially people that have been wronged by other people that you've got yeah. to lead with trust. You have to start to trust people again. I mean, it's something I've had to start to do where it's like I've had to start being like, you know what? This guy is not a solid thing, you know, I but I but I need help. So like give him the project, give him a shot, you know, trying to develop that. I think that's that's the scariest thing is I think we're losing trust in humans and we're gaining trust mm. in this technology. That's when you you see people that would rather just use chat copy paste in boom that's that's full trust of technology over humans right there even themselves no. like you know and i i i still i still am like i, I use ai obviously he said i'm like the king of ai or whatever but i like i i like I use it, but I, I don't, I never use it just raw. Like it's, it's always like edited. And I think that's okay. I think what scares me is when people don't want to edit it. Oh, so, full into it, full lean into technology, full lean into have it do it for me. Yeah. yeah. So on that note, obviously you want to change what ChatGPT3 is giving you or four or whatever. But now, yesterday, there was a lot of news in the AI world. Sorry for going into it again. But apparently they gave ChatGPT3 or four or whatever, you know, ChatGPT, I mean, memory so you can train it now in a way where it's like oh sean does not like this speaking style he does always make this change you can now prompt that in and it's like yeah so well, this is now the new thing well we've been talking a lot about vision and we will get that in a second of how they need to create apps but ChatGPT is essentially doing that <coughs> you know our open ai is doing that where they've created the G app store and so what they've done is they've made it a lot easier for developers to create a gpt app so 
essentially they've made that in a kind of an open mm. available thing. I think you ha you do have to pay as a developer to get access to that, but that just the idea now that developers have their hands on this type of technology so they can start to develop that that type of thing. So it doesn't surprise me that there there's memory now. It doesn't surprise me now that you, you can kind of start to train it. Um, I think that will be the thing in the next five to 10 years is we're all going to more and more become used to that, the idea of you training your own AI, which is cool because I, I think that that's where the interface becomes really usable. I feel like you have like weird time frames in your head, <laughs> you know, five years. It has been one year or so, and we're already here. And it's just like going faster and faster. So I feel like, well, yeah, think, next year. Well, I think we're also, we think that we're we're like everyday people. When I say this, I'm talking everyday people. I'm, I'm not talking mm. about the, the people that are nerding out about it. I think the, the gotcha. nerds think that they're plentiful but they're not as plentiful as they may think if you walk out there on the street. I don't I think those people are five to ten years. We're probably a year away from from being able to you and I already talking about things that we've already trained that we use daily in our lives. I think we're probably yeah. maybe a year away from that. Would you consider shifting careers for AI? Because like, obviously now the, the painting is on the wall, you know, we're working at the Chili's, they have no tablets, you know, and it does the server job and you're still bringing the water and you're still maybe getting a tip, but you see the writing on the wall, there's a tablet, you know, and now there's like, oh, yeah, ask the tablet any question and it will answer like in a chat GPT yeah. role play style, like, oh, welcome to Chili's, you know, and you get your personal bot. Obviously, you cannot compete with that. So would you consider like shifting um, like gears to a different field to, you know, get a little step farther away from the coming doom? From the coming doom. I don't know how to call it, but it, I mean, like for some industries, it's it's like doom, you know, because it's like, yeah, we don't really need that. We just have it because it's nice, if that makes sense. <sighs> Yeah, very complicated question that is. Sorry for being so existential. No, I, okay, so like, so the reason I'm thinking just, about, you know, so back, back, you know, we've talked about my my background of like I've resisted technology in the past, and then ten years later I end up adopting it anyway. So I'm I'm trying to like, you know, I don't I want to hesitate before I say like, oh no no I'm I'm not going to go down that route. I won't be like in the AI world developing AI stuff, and then years, you don't want to be ten years later. Years later, I'm like actually now I'm doing it, and I'm late to the game. Actually, they're already on to the next thing yeah but like i uh, yeah i don't know I, I i think it's inevitable that it's all going to be part of our lives right i used to just yeah. being in your tools so i already see it just kind of leaching into my world anyway i i almost don't have a choice to to use ai or not now do i develop things for ai i i uh, i think so on a small level um if you're a web designer you kind of already understand how you can already program things like um, like a chat widget on a website that answers questions that's been around for for about a decade even at its most so i've already done ai you can say in a way it's just very yeah. basic and not very fun ai so i've already so i would say that yeah i'll probably be developing some things with ai in the future will i ever go full lean in on ai and be an ai developer i i don't i don't know i don't see that uh, what i do see and this could be our segue to our next topic is spatial computing though and the idea of that really gets me excited i mean i think the idea of what happens with with all these animations, interactions, sensory things, you know, how does that get better over time? And how can I be part of that? Right? Yeah. So 
But yeah, so let's talk a little bit about the Vision Pro. Let's talk about spatial computing. So- <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, like, this is the next step, you know? Like, everybody's talking about it. Like, oh, yeah, I want to have overlays. I want to have graphics there. I want to see things I like. And it's kind of funny because, like, um, when you saw the Apple Vision avatar that they make from your scan, mm-hmm. it looks 10 times worse than, like, an AI-generated picture. So it's like they could have used AI, described you as a person, and it would look better. It's, it's like, really, like, super disappointing, you know? Oh, that's interesting well you know who else was disappointed by it mark zuckerberg apparently (laughs) i saw that yeah very interesting very rare by the way yeah usually you don't have another technology person coming out and saying this is kind of crap i i really liked though how he did it you know he was not like completely saying it was crap he was like doing like a let's do a fair comparison things i like and things i don't like you know and then it's like yeah we're better Yeah, yeah, he did. Now he did. He yeah, because you're right. He did, he did like some of the the features of it. He did think it was very interesting how it like you know it has a higher resolution. But other than that, it's not comfortable. It's you know it's it's not really. It doesn't have that much of an immersive library. You know the content library is deeper on his stuff. So yeah, it's so it's interesting that yeah he came out and he was kind of like you know this really isn't that great. And it's it was kind of funny because I think we were all kind of waiting to see like what was he going to say right like you know he's been leading the charge for for about 10 years in the VR world. So of course, you know, you you, you knew you knew he had to almost say something like that. that I yeah. was trying to come out and essentially push him right out of his own lane. There was actually also a, another news article about like the Apple Vision Pro. There's a lot of people who are returning it. And even I know people who are returning it because mm-hmm. it's great, but it's yeah. To say, you know, it's, it's like a fancy, I see the vision, I cannot do anything with it. So it goes back to the Apple store because Apple has like a really good return policy. Everybody of the influencers currently is just like, yeah, let's send it back. So for all of you guys out there, if you want some cheap gear, go, make sure to be looking at the Herbish <laughs> store. Apparently going to get that vision. I, I don't know if it's cheap because even Apple's refurbished is still, know, still super expensive. Oh, I know, I shouldn't say that. But, <laughs> but anyway, it does get me excited though. The spatial computing does get me excited because I, when I look at, like when I think like if we were going to have some some kind of creative ideation of like, fits, like people don't go to movie theaters. How do we get people into movie theaters again? Like how do we make it exciting? That ain't happening. He would say that ain't happening. But like, really, it's like, well, could we overload them in sensory wise? Like, instead of having a fucking screen and you have like people <laughs> sitting in front of you and around you, can you like, I, I'm obviously really, really passionate about this. And but if like around you, things are like floating around and you're getting, is that more interesting and fun? Does that now break you looking at the screen? If you go to a concert and you see crazy visuals happening all around you. And- it's like, you know, going to a brothel and they have a TV there and it's like, Oh, you get an extra service and you're watching TV, you know, sensory overload. I'm like, we've been there. We, we already made things nicer, you know, than they actually are. And yeah, I don't, I don't think like right now it's, it's, it's a super weird thing because like, yes, you could make like the VR experience of like watching a movie together. You know, you put it on, I put it on, mm-hmm. you're sitting right next to me. Now we're watching a movie together. Now we're socially bonding, but we're farther away. You know, mm-hmm. I feel like. That will be a thing, but it's still not as like, you know, intense and sensory overloading as like being in real life, you know, because 
it is different. You know, we you're more aware about your surroundings when you're alone. You know, you have like you feel more, you see more, you notice more things because you're not distracted by other human beings. But that is also the sensation. If there's other human beings, you think less. You you have that herd mentality where it's like, okay, I'm just going with the group. Versus like, do I actually really want to do this or do you know what I mean? Well, you know, well exactly. When I and I I've had this creative idea in my head for a while of like, what would this look like? Let's say like, so so let's say we have, this is just worry yeah. about what medium this is. Let's say glasses. We have glasses. And let's say you walk around the regular world without glasses and it's actually very simplistic. There's not a lot of ads anywhere. There's actually less ads than there is now. There's no billboards. There's no anything like that. However, when you put on the glasses, now we have kind of this cool cyber kind of style that's on everything. And, and that's where the ads live. And so it's like this kind of interesting... Could we simplify the real world by pushing some of that stuff into the digital world? I don't know. I just have these like interesting creative mind experience. Yeah. What does this all become? Yeah. So I have a thought for that where it's like, you know, you got to dream big. And if you dream big enough, other people's dreams fit in yours, you know, and there's meta. We're making the VR goggles. There's Apple. Let's make the VR goggles in our way, you know, and there's like, you know, let's put the chip in your head. You know, that you have a direct connection. You don't need the goggles. You know, you still see that. The, the, the bad part about it is like you want to have your o- o- O'Reilly playing in your head because, you know, they paid for a sponsored spot in your brain. You know, this is where, where we're going to. And it's like VR is just like it will fall away when that neural link stuff is like the next level, if that makes sense. So it's like the, the future is weird. And I'm like, do we want to have the ads? I, I guess it gets to the point where it's like, yeah, we want to have this colorful way world so that we can get ads really popping up nice and making everything cool, you know, but yeah. where it's going is it's very weird. Oh, it is very weird. Yeah. I mean, because we're, we're, we're inching on the changing of humans as we know it, right? If we if we start to move into this digital world more and more. And what's interesting... It's already happening. It's what, like, what, it's crazy. Well, yeah. And like, where does it end? I think it always comes back to that question. Where does this path end? Do we like, what does, what is the next cool thing? What is the next cool thing? And and is it just mm. become more and more digital? Um, I almost like have this interesting thought that there's going to be an exodus uh, at one point, believe it or not, like an exodus of social media and maybe the internet as we know it where a lot of people are going to be like you know what i'm done i'm going to simplify i'm i'm over this we just yeah. keep adding more and more and more tech on top of tech and like i'm just over it how about go watch a sunset like i feel like it's like you know in those movies where it's divided the future people and then the, the peasants who live like like monkeys in the in the sheds you know and it's just like yeah i i feel like we're already getting there and it's like give it five ten years you know Depending on how fast everything is evolving, you know, SpaceX was launching like four rockets yesterday or the day before in one day. And the, the number is crazy. I'm just like, where we're, where we're going? What is happening? I'm just like, every day there's some crazy news and everything is going faster and faster. So I think like we will get a really cool dystopian future and, you know, free to play right now. It just kind of sucks. Yeah, I mean, it's yeah, things are moving quickly, but you know, it's always it's always relative. I think wherever you are, life is moving quickly, right? You know, the people that were in the mm-hmm. industrial revolution, life moved really quickly for those people, and it was upsetting. Um, that's the thing is, you see, after all these big technology changes, you do see a big usual depression or something. It happens at the end of it, um, yeah. you know. And in the industrial revolution, it was about people that you know the people that were good at that turning bolts by hand and building things by hand. Well, now we have power tools. 
the first power tools ever. And we have now like the steam locomotive engine that's going to chip away through mountains and things like that, you know, and a lot of people lost their jobs and there was a great depression because of that. So I think, do we hit another great depression? I think that's something we all have to think about when we, we do AI. Yeah. I, I, I kind of want to talk about like what we should do, because like, like I said, like I had that thought about everything is expanding farther and farther away. And if we do an active job of like, getting closer and closer to our friends community, you know, and actually caring, we will be way more effective because like we will be not as hardly impacted like the people who are living in isolation, you know, who are like, let's say VR goggles 24 seven, completely yeah. connected to the matrix, you know, and being like, not really knowing what's going on. But if you have right. the human interaction and you, you hang out and you, you know, you build jobs, you know, out of nothing, because mm -hmm. that's kind of, you know, that ha something has to have value, you know, and it's like, we will find that value and we will figure out what has value in this new situation. And I feel like if we are close to communities and close to our friends and doing the efforts that everybody's not, mm -hmm. then, then we will be able to like monetize, stick around and still grow and being healthy in a way. Well, yeah, I, I think so. I mean, uh, I think the takeaway is like, just pretend that you're in a village already and that you, the village needs you to do something, you know, and if you're creative, just figuring out like, how can you help the village? And as long as you can help the village, the village will not let you, you know, yeah. die. you know, they're going to keep you on, they're going to keep you fed, they're going to keep you housed. So that's, that's the way I, I try to think of it at the end of the day is like, as long as I provide value to people, they're going to keep me around there. They don't want me to, to starve. So yeah. You know, and that's, that's very good uh, analysis or analogy. <laughs> yeah, yeah. And so I, I don't know. I think, yeah, do, are we all in danger for sure with this AI? I would be lying. I, every time we get we talk about this topic, I'm like, yeah, we, we definitely are in danger. But um, yeah. but yeah, I think it's also it pushes our craft. It just pushes it farther and farther. So really, if you're creative, it's it's not about, well, I can't do that anymore. It's like, well, then this now that this is freed up by AI because you can also use AI now. What can mm. you do? What's the next level then? Right. So if you're a logo designer and you've never been able to push the animation, well, maybe AI will take care of the design part. So that's faster now. So you can get to the animation part or well, maybe now AI will take your logo and make an animation for you. And so it's like, you know, don't just don't lose your creativity. I guess that's my only piece of advice. If you're watching this, don't lose your creativity in this. If, if you start to feel like, wow, I just took creative shortcuts, so I didn't have to think the creative thing. That's the bad part. The creating it is something. But oh, yeah. You should still think of it. Yeah, it's kind of like, you know, Google Maps. It kind of takes away the creative driving, you know, or the fun driving because you don't think really about like where I'm going, what I'm doing, you know, you just follow a route, right. you know, and it's not like that you're driving for fun around the neighborhood. It's like, no, I need to get from A to B and you get trained to only go from A to B. And it's like, yeah, why would I drive XYZ, you know, where when you drive creatively, you're like, you, you get in love with the exploration and they're like, what is there? You know, how does that look? Or oh, is this route actually pretty? Year. now it's, you don't even think about it the only thing you think about is like how do i get from a to b yeah yeah exactly um because it's just how we're thinking that's just how we are we're, we're programmed as opt as as beings that like to optimize the routes that we like to take so so yeah. Yeah, if you if you find yourself getting that dopamine release because you're like wow dolly just spit out something exactly how i wanted it or are you copying paste from chat G, done wow that would have taken hours you know, yeah. you have to resist that feeling of getting that dopamine hit again and again by by optimizing and losing your creativity and losing your control because it's going to hurt you in the conversations, right? Like, for example, you copy and paste something for, for a client 
but then you and a client have a conversation, they're going to realize they're not as smart as everything you copy and pasted in. That's yeah. Now they don't trust you. Now you've lost trust. So AI is a tool for us to lose trust too. We have yeah. people. If we start to become these AI people that don't are, are not honest about using AI, we may start to lose trust once people smarten up more and more and more. Mm. Yeah, with that being said, let's switch to like a more happy, real, real, real topics. Like what is Sean doing in, in this moment? Well, yeah. So, you know, not necessarily happy topic, but I wanted to talk about oh, dang it. Um, gotcha. But, you know, so I had my car broken into this last week. I was Ooh. back in Colorado. Um, it got broken into. It was kind of in the middle of the night. Um, so what was interesting, though, is it, it, it's it's another I'd like to always bring these stories up because this is something bad that happened. But, you know, when you look at it, I was really lucky. So so I actually had a neighbor who's like this kind of um, he's from Detroit and he's like, you know, he's hard around the edges. And I've never said hi to him. But he definitely looks like like one of those guys that could you yeah. know, alpha dude you just don't want to mess with so he actually saved my car from getting um, from stolen so like he pulled a gun on the guy and, Let's and the go. guy like got in his car and like and like hit the curb and everything we heard all this happen in the middle of the night you know and but you know so it kind of bummed me out right we were only in colorado for a few days and and someone tried to pop out the lock but you know i found the kind of positive in it that you know i had this guardian angel guy that helped me and and it so it didn't get stolen but i guess the mm. main takeaway i wanted the story was was in that moment of like walking out in the car you know and there's like the, the broken out lock and you're and you're sad is and we were going to go somewhere and do stuff instead of letting it destroy all that going out and doing stuff and we you know i called the insurance company which it actually wasn't covered in this case because i had just downgraded the insurance you know there's all these things that weren't working well for it but I still was like, let's go, you know, put tape over the hole, just make sure there's nothing important in the car. And it's like, let's keep doing our day. And I think that's what I want people out there listening to this to like know is that when something interrupts your day, you're having a great day and the processor in your computer dies, <laughs> you know. Yeah, a lot of people like will be like, well, now the rest of the day is ruined and I'm going to be grumpy the rest of the day. I'm going to be mad the rest of the day. But like, try not to. If you can keep moving past it and just keep like keep going, you're going to love it. Like the rest of the day, that day was a great day, you know, and by the end of the day, that thing, while being a blip of bad, the whole rest of the trip was amazing. So yeah. that's kind of I just want to say a story for people because it just happened. I just had that thought too recently of just like. When things happen to you and they come out of nowhere and they will, you're going to get that call. That's crazy. Like, you you know, you got that when you're when your wife, like, you know, got her injury. You know, you had this just like come out of nowhere and but you have to keep going. You know, I think you have to keep moving. And I think that's that's what that's where the good comes from. Yeah, anyway, I just wanted to say that I wanted to give it a little good. I mean, I mean, the lesson here is like, don't go to Colorado. <laughs> well, he doesn't trying to get him work. And he won't come out to Colorado. Like no, I, I'm coming for work. But I mean, like, you know, St. Pete <laughs> is where it's at. We got the sunshine. We got, like, the lizards, the palm trees. Everything is good down here. And my girlfriend's car has been stolen here, too. But we won't talk <laughs> No, that. That, that never happened. That's fu- uh, fake news. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I want to say that, you know. Uh, yeah, right now I'm working at a standing desk. I hurt my back. Um, so, you know, it's another thing of, like, just roll with the punches, right? I'm yeah. At a standing desk. I'm, I'm working. I'm standing up. I had to skip a couple big networking things, which sucks. I have to kind of send them an email and say sorry for not coming to that. Missed something with you. you yeah. Go into that last? I don't get an email. So, so th- that is actually interesting. I want to dive into that. Like, so... Just sending emails out for events where you don't go to. Well, when I get put on the list, see, I'm I'm are they getting me in on the lists? On the, mm. I didn't go. Well, I went to the Zoom version of it, and 
I was the only one in the Zoom. It was kind of embarrassing, but they didn't do a great job of like streaming it like halfway through. They didn't realize they ended the stream. So um, yeah, anyway. should have hired a Fitz, you know, but that they would have the like top game. They would have like the graphics in the back. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But yeah, you know, so yeah, just roll with the punches, man. I think other than that, life's good. Business is good. I, I love that this podcast is bringing a good audience to us. I've had people reach out. It's It's been great, man. It's been all good. Yeah. How about you? What, what does the Fitz does? Yeah, I, I do a lot of things. So my life is currently it's it's iffy i was like very busy and then a lot of things just changed like like for example i had live streams scheduled moved to the next month then another guy he wanted to have a testimonial got kind of broke so he's not doing it and we also don't offer really the discount because then i cannot recover from the discount you know because then it's always that new price what is the problem you know so it's like you know so a lot of couple things failed but i have like cool opportunities like coming up where took out a new client doing the reels and stuff so that is good so it's working well his youtube is popping off and yeah so far i'm happy but i need more because it's the end of the month no it's not the end of the month it's halftime <laughs> but yeah we're, we're on there we need to fill the pipeline up so that we just make it till the end of the month you know paying those bills yeah yeah so so it sounds like you know and i had i kind of have this problem too that like when you when you have you have all these possible clients how long does it take on average do you think to get them from when you meet them to getting me in your account i I mean like it's always different i was like doing like you know when i prepared my taxes i basically wrote down hey how do i got the client you know how i met the client i did not really type that down you know because that is a good metric, but usually it's like, okay, somebody has an idea and if they're really curious about it and they really want to do it, they put money down instantly. You know, it's like, oh yeah, I want to do a wedding. And I'm like, okay, I need to at least have 50% deposit or a hundred. Right now I usually do like payment upfront because I don't want to deal with it and run behind money because then I will be salty while doing the work maybe worrying about like, maybe I'm not getting paid, you know, and that just destroys the work ethic. It's like, no, you book me. And if I don't do the job, you get the money back. So that's kind of how I do it. So everything is like upfront. The last project was like maybe a week, you know? So I was like, okay, I get the video ready by the end of the week. And he got like free videos, was super happy, got the Google review, everything was popping. So that, that's usually how it is, like for me at least. I, I do the pricing upfront. And yeah, if there's problems, you get the money back. And yeah. Nice. Okay. Well, yeah. And I and I say for anyone out there, if you're doing, I always tell people, if you're doing a project over $1,000, you should think about getting a deposit for sure. For that exact reason, it, well, get the whole money. Well, it, it's it just it just makes sure that they they're they're in it too. If it's free, then they they can be like, sure, I'll yeah. I'll do it. yeah. If they paid money, then they'll they'll show up for the deadlines. They'll show up for the meetings because they paid money. Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's that. Well, that's great. So okay, so it sounds like you have two different camps of people though. You have you have one camp of people where you're kind of giving them ideas. You're saying, you know what, you could do. You should do that. And then you have another camp of people that are like, hey, Fitz, we need this. We need that. What's the what's the percentage breakdown, would you say, of the two? I'm just interested. Yeah. So so right now, for me, all my clients, they basically have no idea. You know, so it's like, I want video. And they don't know why they want video. What is the worst reason why you should get video, you know? And then I have people who are like, I, I want to grow my social media. I want to do X, Y, Z. And there's things that work, but they require a lot of work and effort. So... 
I basically just guide them like, hey, you could produce like 30 videos and then you can post them on seven platforms and, and maybe tanks on Instagram, TikTok and whatever, mm-hmm. but it will blow up on YouTube, you know, but it's like the numbers game. Most people, they play, I want video and then they just put it on one platform. So it's a little bit of consulting with like doing the work and guiding them like, hey, this matters and this mm-hmm. doesn't really matter because like I have um, a client where I did the podcast for them and I did a live stream mm-hmm. and and I was like, hey, yeah, you should upload your, your reels to TikTok and you should upload them to Instagram. And now the TikTok is blowing up. And I'm like, yeah, it's not blowing up on Instagram, but hey, it's blowing up there, you know, because the results are completely different. It just takes time and work to actually do the steps, if that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. So it almost seems like you have like a plan that you, you go through. And like, yeah, you know, like a, there's a process. Thing. Yeah. Yeah, I'm very passionate about it. And that usually leads to me getting hired, you know, because they see like, wait a minute, you can do what the video, you know, because there's lots of things you can do with it. And if they see the passions and I can demonstrate and show and like highlight, yeah, if you do X, Y, Z, it will work out. Then it's a no brainer. Most people, they only know like parts of it and it doesn't really make sense, you know, but if they know the other parts, then it makes sense. But you need to be like experienced and have like either a big following or have like a big runway to make it happen but there's like there's a path if that makes sense well right well it's it's showing value like you know if you're not in an industry like for example you you have a hard time seeing value in websites sometimes or we have to talk about like we have to talk through that like i think it's like that where people just don't see value in video because they're not in your world and you have to you have to educate them you have to you have to be like well no here's all the use yeah. case of video like no I, I i believe in the value of websites it's just like the website alone is like you know it's really hard to get the traction because like i think like 90 percent or if not more is consumed on like video and the video is leading to the website so you can have a nice website but you need the traffic to go there and you could get that with seo and content on the website but that is usually like yeah we'll be slapped on you know like not everybody's making creating the content on the website but the website looks good. That's at least like how I see it. Well, yeah. Well, so for example, too, like websites, it's, it's there's so many traffic sources for websites too. So it, it can be part of the business that it's not even being found online. Like I just did a website where all they do is they work with ServePro, which is, you know, it's a company that 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 does all of these different hmm. businesses um, where it does like, you know, word of mouth, like basically old, old stuff things. It's like a huge national thing where it, it connects you with local contractors. But now they hmm. need to send clients to another company that does other stuff that's outside of ServePro. And so all of this website's getting direct referral. And so that so that SEO doesn't really matter. Other things don't really matter. But it still needs to inform, show legitimacy, get them through. Yeah, so, yeah, that's hundred percent. So it's interesting. So that's the thing is with websites is they're just as long as you angle something at it, it is useful. Um, I also even t- I've started to argue with people with websites like if, even if you don't have an angle, you don't have something, it's still real estate, and honestly, it's cheap real estate, and you might as well have it, or someone else will take it eventually. So yeah. you get the names, get the area, at least have something set up, even if it's basic, because it's so cheap now to put up something basic but to get back to kind of videos i think it's the same thing in videos i think it's the exact same truth where even if you don't have an exact use case for videos right now you are still carving out real estate in the content world you're still going out there and getting your opinion and if you can get that posted somewhere 
you've now grabbed that real estate, that leadership. Thought yeah, leadership. I mean, that is like with content in general. Like if you write a good blog post, you know, and you host it on X or whatever, you know, that that, that stands by itself and that will build a portfolio and that will build like, a, you know, a following potential or that will be seen that could lead to traffic, you know, and that could lead to be like, hey, let's sell in the comments, for example. Right. There, Everything is like so complex that you can like, oh, yeah, you can build a portfolio on video, photo, text, and like website and good videos and good photos, they build trust. Yeah, legitimacy. It comes yeah, and that the helps the conversion rate, you know. <laughs> and I get the point of like, you need to have a good website, but it's also like, if, it's like the word of mouth kind of sort of thing. If you if you close into the DMs or over phone, then it completely gets like bypassed. So you can bypass anything if you want to. But that is like the, the, the weird part about it, you know. Obviously, it helps if somebody does a, let's do a background check, you know. How does the website look like? Or, oh, let's do a background check. How does the IG look like? How, you know, or how's the X look like when you're like checking? Is he a good writer? Is he a good blogger, you know? Because yeah. that is like where, where it shows like. Yeah, yeah. Well, and it's just these are all just multiple facets um, towards success, right? So so in my world, you can make the same argument of like, well, Sean, your video, your website, your, your own personal Sean Craig creative website site would perform better with the video you know um, so it's 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 all these things of like well yeah it, the more of these things that you hit the better i think um, we just have to somehow figure out how does that plug into the client's world i think and so so a lot of these conversations you have these first conversations you know you have to give a little bit away for sure you have to kind of give them the kind of idea of like well you know what you could try is this and this and this and yeah. and then you kind of bring them in but, but what's interesting so i guess why i asked how long is your onboarding process is, you know, the thing I've been trying to get better at is how do I condense that to be quicker? So can I have one meeting, one hour meeting where we we really hit the points quickly of like, what does this look like? What is the expectations? What are the goals and metrics we're going to we're going to measure success? And here's yeah. how much I'm going to charge at the end of it. And if we if you get me something by next week, I can start next week and getting that so tight of like, Here's the idea, and if you want to get on, get on. But if you don't, total respect, but we're moving on quickly. And, yeah. And, I and, feel like the only way to, like, do that, though, is, like, when you sell, like, the vacation, you know? Like, this vacation will be great. This will be amazing. But how you travel there, that is, like, the pain and the, you know, and will take time to get there from A to B, you know? But you kind of have to hype up the vacation, and then, yeah, there is work involved, you know? And you kind of have to highlight it because, like, yes, you can make a ton of money with video right. if you have a following or you have already a way of monetizing it. If you don't have that, you still need the social media to have a following so that you later can sell but man this path will suck you know but if you have a following hey this path is now just this far we just make a couple videos and then pitch it well, right. Yeah. Well, exactly. You know, you know, everything you're saying is 100% right because I think you just have to understand like what level are they coming in at, right? Like, yeah. They, and it's like like yesterday, you know, I I have I have these clients that they're really new. They're they're brand new business owners and they're like, "What should we do with SEO? How can we, how how much can we pay you to do SEO work?" And you know, if I was going to take advantage of them, I'd be like, "Oh, we can do all these things. We can, can you know, I'll be using SEMrush and all, all these things. I'll be using all these tools." And no, like yeah. I was like here at the very beginning, since you guys know your industry, just write blog content. I can post on the website for cheap. You, but you then are creating keywords. You're then doing stuff, and then and we'll just keep doing that for a little bit, and then we'll readjust later. And I think us as creatives have to do that too. Um, when you have a micro-sized client, a mom and pop business, you do need yeah. to like just think of a foundational level for them. I've seen a lot of creatives that get upset. They're like, no, but there's a process. There's a way to do it. I'm trying to give them like 
jet fuel. And I'm like, yeah, but they don't have a marketing budget, man. Like, do you have a marketing budget? A lot of the time when I turn that to a creative, like, yeah, well, what's your monthly marketing budget? Would you pay a couple grand to some guy to do something per month? Probably. So like you need to, you need to maybe just tailor it down. So that's what I do. I try to have three different zones, man. The micro sized, I have where I want everybody, which is like your small So organized. And then I have the huge corporations, which I keep like small. I want a lot of huge corporation work either because that's scary in its own right. Very competitive yeah. and right. And a lot of the time is NDA. You can't even put in your portfolio. If it's true, like Fortune 500 company, you can't even promote it. So Yeah, that, that is like the, the annoying part about NDAs. With that being said, like, I feel like, you know, there's like levels to everything. You know, the one level is like the monetization. And then the other level is like how big is the following, you know, and what medium you use and how you use it. But it, my goal is basically to like help them generate revenue because like I know a lot of things how you can do it. But the implementation that is like the point yeah who's writing those 50 blog articles who's producing like you know the the 200 videos who is producing the long form video because like you know there's different strategies but there's also different tools to monetize you know there's so many ways it's just like it needs to be built and done but if they already have something really good i'm just trying to like see how can i with my knowledge build something around them that has the most impact, you know, because like sometimes it's as easy, like, hey, I get you a sponsor, you have a big following, you know, and that's in the easy part. But if you don't have the big following, it's really hard to get a sponsor, you know, or if the, yeah. Yeah, well, it's, well, it's, it's good because like what you just said there is, is your goal is to identify a business goal and what is the creative solution to achieve that business goal. So for now, yeah. to get sponsorships, you know how to get sponsorships through create, creative solutions. And so I think that's it too, is, is always defining the business goals. You know, I, I've had a couple like friends and clients recently that have been like, because it's really funny. I'm sure you've had this too, where you had this kind of, cl- this friend that's not really in our business or in the creative world. And they're like, Fitz, how do I pay you for something how does that work and i've had that a lot of people recently ask me like sean how do i like pay you or how do i get you involved i'm just like i'm having a weird time of how do i ask you to prom like how do i get you to to do this dance with me and i and, I, and it's interesting because I, I i i'm always like well well first off and what i always tell them is define what the business goal is and and it and it you could have yeah you don't have to have a business i mean it sounds always goal. complicated business goal you know but just have a goal like yeah is is it to get more followers is it to get a product out there do you have an event you want people to know about is it you just want to be you want to get your name out there more you know so it's just like figuring out what what those things are and then come to me with those goals and then i'll come with solutions I, and i and that always gets them like okay and they do they go, they come back after yeah. Monzo and they're like okay i have this thing that i want to promote and i'm like well there we go yeah i, I feel like people who are like focused so it sounds like now a little bit contrary but people who are focused on a business goal you know they forget about like what is the cost of this goal you know because they don't think about like yeah i want to have now five thousand people on my website so that i make like x amount of sales you know but they don't i'm like how much do you want to spend for it you know the, all the requirements you don't think about they just think about goals and that is like the i feel like the wrong approach like it's like feeling like what is the solution you know what is my business solution so that they know like for the solution i need a video agency a website i need a funnel you know i need to have like promotional campaigns and you know all that stuff but everybody's just like no my goal is like 1000 subscribers but what does that mean you know yeah like, yeah and and part of that is okay if it is just that i think some people you know it just yeah. feel nicer and to feel more connected you know I, I i can i can see that too but exactly of like 
what why though yeah why and how and what will you do a hundred percent you know and you know now i i would caution don't get too much into that when you're talking to clients i've actually seen some clients get turned off when you start to question it too much so so i will say that with the caveat of like you know this is where doing more listening than talking comes in where where don't don't question their stuff when they're like well i i want you to go to the website because that's going to sell more cars and even if you don't maybe believe that but you may need to, there may be a little bit of you being like just trusting that 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 may be the answer that especially if they already have yeah. and stuff so there's a lot of that too i have to say i i have i've talked to creatives that get very combative yeah. of like well why no that's not it that's not the right way to do it and 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 I, you don't want to go around the wrong road but you don't want to be an obstacle if that makes sense yeah i i personally like i go then back to like my approach like i'm i'm doing my thing really weird because there's like oh yeah i'm very passionate about it so i will not go about the why i'm like but you could do this and it would do xyz you know and then i explain how you get there with the things i can do for you but i will still do what you request me to do i'm just like not sure what they will do for you but if i were you i would do xyz because i know that would work but if you cool with that let's do it you know yeah. so i don't even ask the why because I, I i don't really care about their opinion because they're probably wrong you know or they don't know as much as they should know because like could be the marketing person and if that person says and knows that's cool with me you know yeah. but they have to give me the instruction i yeah. can only give instructions on things that i know and how i would do so i will not like ask like too many why questions in a way i just like yeah we're doing you or we're doing me yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Well, not exactly. So, so, so when I say like, you know, ask, ask them, you know, why are we doing stuff? I think that's fine. But when they give you an answer, accept the answer. Be like, okay, we'll yeah, um, we take the money. Here's a here's here's how you send it. <laughs> now, 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 if it's doing them a disjustice, if it if it, they're gonna lose money, if it's not the right route, I would say, you know, d- try to say no, try to lead them down a different route. I I've had to do that, you know. Um, in yeah. the web design world, there is definitely people that walk into my door and are not ready for the the sticker shock price for a custom website. I do I do explain to them that like you know just like phones there's different levels of, of design right like like and maybe you need to go out and yeah. get the burner phone from the grocery store that's me from the blood but right now you're talking to the <laughs> iPhone 20 XL whatever and that's that's maybe not where you're ready for yeah um, I mean like I had like saying no is important I did it like the last two weeks twice and oh gosh it's good it's good and bad at the same time because like I had like a, a client where they're like I want to put in that one thousand dollar price tag the two thousand lifetime price tag i'm like you don't want to put that in an ad you cannot justify in one 30 second video that hey this product is two thousand dollars let's book it nobody will do that you you probably need to create like 20 videos educating the client on like why this product is great you know you will not see apple like hey only 3500 buy the apple vision pro you know you're like no people are talking about how cool it is you know and like check it out on the website and there there you get a justification and then you get the price 100 percent. and a lot of time that's that's that is no matter where you are in the creative world that is part of your goal is to that a lot of business owners come in very logical we need to get the data in first get the yeah. in first and it is your goal to be like no the story is what is what makes the why and it, it all yeah. starts with why even in my branding workshops i i 
I always am like, it's not what you do. It's not even how you do it. It's why you do it. And that's where we go. So don't worry about the price. Yeah. Don't worry about stuff. It's the why. Why do I care about the Apple Vision? Why do I care about these things? Yeah. So yeah, so it's it's good. You know, I think we, we a lot of creatives, um, they operate in a very sensitive realm where we are very sensitive to the energies around us and how people feel and like what people want. And I think that's why our goal is to is to give that sensitivity to our clients because they they don't have it. They, they don't know the language. And even if they know a little of stuff, go back to our earlier topic, about like they know enough to be dangerous they know enough to google and use ai yeah but it's that sensitivity that we have that still gives us value over all of that yeah yeah the client world so much fun yeah <laughs> yeah, but yeah it's been- so what, what is the plan for the weekend mr i broke my back well we're gonna do housework because that's what you do when you break <laughs> wait a second you didn't pull up i even changed the setup here you know i have the table on an angle so that we can sit more close to each other you know and oh. switch it up and everything <laughs> and this mr here well, yeah, yeah. It's, it's- suffering so bad no it is it's pretty bad like right now i'm at I'm a standing desk right now so it is pretty bad but uh it's okay i'll throw my i'm throwing my girlfriend into the into the, the hard places so no worries I'm, as I'm, you should i'm gonna be in the easy <laughs> easy space supervising yeah that's it's just that yeah maybe it's president's day so you gotta do those president's day sales all right so i'm uh, that is a thing president's day yeah we, i did not even know so maybe we maybe get the couch we're looking at that we gotta gotta okay a couch that needs replaced so all these fun adult stuff man just fun adult things you know? i mean spending money is always fun yeah, it's always fun. But yeah, I got lots of new work too. So it's also just organizing and being like, okay, um, we have like four or five websites. Let's kind of plan these out. Okay. Yeah, things are good though. Things are really great. And I just got to say like, this is probably the first time in my career where I got a lot of work coming in, but I'm keeping up with it. Invoices are getting paid. Um, I So I'm, I'm happy. I'm, I'm rocking. Yeah. How about you? What, what do you have to do? Yeah, filling up the pipeline, you know, so that will basically backfire really nicely because like yeah, I will load it up and then I get all the clients and then I'm like, now I need to do all the work so i'm already did good progress yesterday but basically the next two days uh, yeah dming cold calling doing like uh, all that stuff that i usually do networking reaching out uh, spec work all that stuff spec work that was gross don't say that don't say that on air i mean like you kind of need to do it you know like if i don't do it for myself why would anybody else hire me to do it for somebody else and currently i'm training like my editor you know and she's doing an amazing job hosting but yeah, so it's not as it's not the same stuff that I would do for a client. What is interesting? So I'm like, yeah, I should do hooks like I do by my clients. I should do X Y Z like by my clients versus like doing like a half ass like oh yeah, let's let's just talk about random shit and just upload it, you know, because the effect is different. If that makes sense. Yeah, yeah. I think the the verbiage is everything. The message is everything. Um, yeah. So yeah, a hundred percent. Well, that's awesome. Well, that's that's good to hear, man. Oh, and one thing I'm also doing is I'm leaving Evernote. I, I guess I didn't talk about that, but I. Oh, you did last time, I they, think. Oh yeah, they doubled my price. So yes, yeah, so a Notion is giving me a way to kind of leave. So I'm finishing that up, and I've got a real nice looking Notion now. It's got all the client files. They even got their little logos. Like, so it's like beautiful. I, I kind of want to have you over for that because I want to know about that. The other thing that I learned about is school. Apparently, that's like one of those tools where it's like, okay, you can build communities and learn things, sell things and whatever. And all those tools and like, um, I think the other one is Asana or something like that. You know, they're building environments. And then you're forced into this environment and you're forced into that subscription model. You're forced to, you know, that ecosystem. And it's really hard to get out of it. You know, it's kind of funny that you're already trapped in one of those entanglements, you know, and I obviously don't have any of those entanglements, but that comes with the downsides of like not being organized. And I'm just like, dang, now you have to make decisions about what you use. Right now I'm learning to use the Apple calendar and I'm like, this is nice, you know, but I'm like... 
Yeah, it's weird how you get locked in. One thing that I've always thought about getting locked in, then we can we can end this before we keep going, but uh, is uh, Spotify, right? Um, how much of my music is locked into Spotify? Things that if like they ever deleted my account for whatever reason, or it's somehow like ever so much music that I would never even know existed. It would literally be gone for the rest of my life. I mean, we're talking hundreds of hours of music that would be gone. Yeah. And so, so I'm locked in there, right? How do I ever leave Spotify and go full on into Apple Music? Yeah, it's kind of what I do sometimes with like clients, you know, they don't want to store the footage. I do store the footage. I never delete usually, you know, so it's like they're kind of locked in with me if they want to keep the footage unless they buy it, you know, but it's like building that ecosystem. Yeah, I know. A hundred percent. Any every creative out there will tell you that we're all we're all hoarders of our old files. We're just so scared to delete that file from 15 years yeah. ago in case because, you know, the second you do, the client's going to call and be like, hey, oh, yeah, that file. Yeah, I'm just like, oh, do you have to make revisions a year later? I'm like, hey, can't do it, my man. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That costs extra. It's been yeah. fun, everybody. Thank you for another great episode. Um, subscribe, like the podcast um, and have a good one, guys. Yeah, have a good one. Peace.